0: Hello, fellow true crime lovers this is your host Haley this is Richa and if you don't know by now but you are listening to Dimes of Crime welcome to tenth? our I believe this tenth. is going to be 10th episode mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> I wanted to give um, a shout out to our first fan email which would be Alana thank you so much for taking the time to reach out to us hopefully I said your name correctly so this episode is going to be for you.
1: Yay. First fan email. Woo! Thank
0: you so much for reaching out. Both Haley and I really appreciate yeah, it. It made my day for sure when I saw it. So anyways, with that being said, what are you drinking today, Richa? I am drinking
1: a Bordeaux. Mm again so red wine bordeaux not water so i am it. proud the first thing i said
0: to her i was like you better not be drinking water
1: <laughs> she's very very tired if
0: you can see her right now
1: <laughs>
0: yeah i'm tired it's been a
1: long day it's a thursday we usually record on saturdays but we're trying to get in a few episodes um so that mamas can have a little bit of a breather later on so we're hustling right now so we can yes later. I did
0: not get my shit together that's mostly why but Rich is being nice to say that is for... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyways Uh we're going to be actually talking about a story Rich has heard before because it was one of the first ones we did and because I didn't get my shit together where we are doing it it's a good one but it's still a good it story, is a good story. that
1: that be yeah that being said it's still a really good story And it was like our first test run ever. So honestly, I don't even remember it. Plus, we were both
0: very nervous. So this is probably a better version of that storytelling. Agreed. Agreed. Are you drinking out of the cups that we got? Those fancy cups? I
1: am. Sweet.
0: I actually really like them.
1: Virtual cheers. Boop. We will be giving
0: one of these away. I'm still kind of just waiting. Uh, I've been looking at our analytics recently and have been noticing that you guys are listening and we're going up in listeners, which is awesome. What I also am noticing is that you're not subscribing. So please, please subscribe. Uh, It helps us a lot. It helps reach us to more people. The more subscribers, the more the algorithm likes us and it pushes our content. So if you keep listening every week and you don't have that like automatic download button, please go do that. We would super appreciate it. Yeah. Subscribe, review, all yes. of it
1: helps. Review, rate, everything and anything yes, helps us. Please. So. Or if you're like Alana, just be a superstar and email us uh, a little hey back. Yeah, too. that'd be so. awesome.
0: <laughs> all right. So let's start with the episode. Uh, disclaimer today and every day, we talk about murder and crime, and usually it has tragic endings. So that's not your thing and this is going to really put you in a spiral depression then turn us off and move on with your lives yeah and put us on
1: headphones because do not listen to us on loud if you're around kids or people who just don't like listening to true true crime so be courteous of other people around you not everyone likes true crime and we completely know that because those people exist in our lives too so just kindly put us on
0: headphones yes perfect okay okay I'm going to take you back in time of December 2007, where multiple generations of one family was taken out over greed. Carnation, Washington is a beautiful little town. It's only 37 miles east of Seattle, and the population is just under 2,000 people. Haley has come
1: back to her small town, guys. Yes, small
0: towns for life. (laughs) Still love uh, small town murder, and they actually did one in Kihei about a serial killer. I still need to listen to it whoa but it's 200 oh not 200 it's two hours so you really have to dedicate the time
1: i might have to listen to that one on a one and a half times (laughs) speed or something (laughs) which by the way i accidentally listened to our first episode ever that we released on Mm -hmm. one and a half times speed and it legit sounds like that we're both chipmunks. Then I try to do it on halftime speed, and that just sounds like we're both drunk or high.
0: Yep. That's what my grandma did. She put us on halftime. And she's like, "You, this is ridiculous. You guys sound drunk. And I was like, I don't think you have us on. She's like, is it just me or are you talking really slow? It's like, grandma, you have it on 0.5 speed. Hello, speeds.
1: fellow true crime lover. Exactly.
0: Okay. Sorry we're getting carried away. Let's get back into the story. So Carnation is a beautiful little town that we talked about. Most people there are employed by farming and agriculture. The town is very rural, as you can imagine. Everyone knows I like small towns. And the beautiful scenery in Washington is gorgeous. This is very, there is very little crime in Carnation, a couple of odd cases of theft and burglary, but nothing gruesome until now. Much And now is when? What Uh, year is this? This is 2007. Okay. Michelle, 29, is the daughter of Judy Anderson, 61, and Wayne Anderson, 60, the sister of Scott Anderson, 32, and Mary Anderson, 32. Michelle was the youngest sibling. In high school, people said Michelle was very sweet. She loved animals, had lots of friends, and played cross-country. So I'm not sure what changed, but something definitely changed about Michelle. Joseph McEnroe in high school was bullied for his speech impediment. It was said by Joseph's siblings that he was forced to drop out of high school to support them so his mother could work. As far as fam, Who's Joseph again? Uh, I'm going to tell you in just a second. As far... As family life, I couldn't find much about her background. She claimed her parents were abusive, but no one could testify to that. Everyone who knew the Anderson family said they were all very nice people. Michelle said her brother owed her $40,000 that he had borrowed over time, and Michelle hated her sister-in-law. My guess is because she probably supported her husband. Apparently, Scott and Michelle were very close, but between money and sister-in-law, it had caused some tension in their relationship. Joseph's aunt has said that Joseph's mother would smack him on the head if he cried. She would tell him to toughen up. Joseph's brother said their mom would often call them names such as maggots. It's been stated by multiple people that you can tell Joseph what to do and he would do it. Starting with his mother and later with Michelle. Neighbors say he was very submissive and quiet. That it was Michelle who was verbal and would talk for Joseph if approached. Wait, so I'm assuming Joseph is Michelle's husband or boyfriend? Michelle and Joseph, both 29, met online in 2002. Got it. Okay, so you were just explaining both of their histories. Got it. So Michelle kind of is being weird, and you were saying that Joseph was abused? Is that what you said? Yes. So Joseph had a tough upbringing, and Michelle was kind of a normal person, and people said she was sweet and loving. So... That's what we're getting at. Just kind of a little bit about, about their backgrounds. I liked. And also Joseph was
1: kind of like um, submissive and he just kind of was a
0: follower and not a leader. So he just did whatever he was told. Exactly. Okay. Joseph was living in Glendale, Arizona, but moved to Washington to be with Michelle. It was also said that Joseph was very desperate. He really wanted to find love. So when he met Michelle online, he played. he made plans to marry her.
1: Did they meet online when Michelle was still living in Carnation, Washington? Or was she like at some point in Phoenix and they met in Phoenix and then they moved to Washington? I guess if you don't know the answer, that's fine. I just I wondering. believe that
0: she was still in Washington and he was in Arizona. Dang, that's a long radius for online dating. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, they end up meeting and I think so... Michelle and Joseph had lived in a motor home in Spring Glen Mobile Home Park in Falls City, their neighbors. So I guess that would be first Spring Glen, Utah. Okay, Fall City, Fall Utah. City. I think Fall City. F A L L City.
1: Falls. Yeah, isn't that Utah? I'm gonna Google it really quick. Oh no,
0: it's Washington.
1: Fall City d- is a place in Washington State. So you're right. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, so, so eventually he left Arizona uh, and moved in with Michelle and they lived in a motorhome, Spring Glen Mobile Home Park in Fall City, okay, Washington. Their neighbors would describe Michelle and Joseph as extremely paranoid. For instance, if a child would run on their property, they would become very agitated. They, ba- they blacked out their windows and it would often speak of people out to get them. One neighbor said you could often hear the couple's fighting a few motorhome away. One day, the curious neighbor was eavesdropping. He could hear Michelle telling Joseph, quote, you have no job, you have no money, you have no life, which is kind of ironic because from my research, he worked at Target and she was unemployed.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Right? Because of money issues, the couple moved their motorhome into one... Into Michelle's parents' ten-acre property, so they left their little Fall City area and moved into their parents' property. But ten and acres now this is this carnation. What, what's that? And it's incarnation. Mm. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Wayne and Judy Anderson had a pretty open property. Apparently, you could go days without seeing a neighbor. This is Washington we we're talking about. So imagine a huge rural lot with hills and surrounded by forest. Michelle lived on the parents' property rent-free for about one year, and they wanted her to start paying rent and car insurance. This really made me Mich- crazy. It just, like, want to take a minute to imagine 10 acres.
1: Right. Just to own 10 acres. So, like, do you even maintain the entire property at that point? Probably not, right? Like, you just probably maintain the area around your home. And then they had a different area for, I'm assuming, Michelle and Joseph. So... I wonder how far they lived in the property. Like, were they uh, asking for sugar distance, like a walk away? Or was it like two acres away? So then they're not even neighbors. I mean, I think two it, acres.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty far away. Like, I don't think they saw each other every single day.
1: Man. Can you imagine just having that big of a lot? And then all you see around you is nature. It, it has pros and cons. We've talked about this before. Now that it's coming back to me. It's right. like, hmm.
0: I would love it. You were like, eh, being a true crime fanatic, uh, it's always where yeah, the bad shit like happens. Yeah, that's worst nightmare.
1: <laughs> I would like it for like a week or two for a vacation, like go escape. and enjoy. It maybe might be like my um, home that I go and vacation at. That'd be nice if I ever was bawling at some point. But there's no way I was I was going to be living there every day. That would be hard.
0: Yeah, I, I would like it, but... <laughs> we're we're different we're so different sometimes so much alike but yet so different <laughs> Michelle's parents wanted her to start paying car insurance and rent but Wait, she was using their car too um motorhome I think the motorhome belonged to Michelle's parents oh right okay got it that made
1: Michelle mad Of course, because how dare you ask me for money when I'm using
0: your shit? (laughs) I'm 29 years old. (laughs) My parents want me to pay rent and insurance. Yeah. She was also fighting with her brother, Scott, because she wanted him to pay him back for all the money that he owed her, and their parents took her brother's side, according to Michelle, and my theory... I don't think Scott owed her any money at all.
1: Yeah, it seems made up, especially from a girl refusing to pay rent for where she's staying. So even if it is to her parents, so but still, man, like
0: you're living somewhere. Pay rent. (laughs) Exactly. I couldn't imagine mooching off my parents. On the night of December 24th, 2007, that is Christmas Eve. Everything changed for the Anderson family. Wayne and Judy were planning on having a Christmas gathering with Scott and his wife, Erica, and two kids, Olivia, five, and Nathan, three.
1: Oh, God. the story just came back to me, and my heart just dropped.
0: Yeah. That's why I called and asked if we should do it, because I know you were saying you don't want to do any more with kids. Oh. Okay. this <laughs> just yeah. mentally
1: prepared myself for it a little bit.
0: <laughs> Mary, the sister of Scott and Michelle Anderson, was also invited, but she wasn't feeling well, so she stayed home.
1: Oh saved by the stomach bug or whatever she had at that moment if i was her i'd just be like drunk out of my mind and be like i'm just gonna skip this family meeting
0: (laughs) this family's so dysfunctional i'm not going
1: everyone's fighting i don't need to be doing this for christmas eve even though i really want to see my parents but i really want to deal with michelle and
0: scott right that's what it probably seems like yeah Michelle had told her mother and father that her and Joseph were planning on driving to Las Vegas to get a lope that day, but instead they had very different plans. Later that day, they loaded their guns, Joseph a revolver, and Michelle a semi-automatic, and drove up the hill to her parents' house to confront Wayne and Judy. That went from zero to hundred real quick.
1: It's Christmas Eve. They're living at their property, rent-free and insurance-free, apparently, She has issues with her brother and her brother's wife, so her sister-in-law, and then just one random day, she decides it's time to pick up guns?
0: Yes, pretty much. It's not one random day she just decides this. This is definitely something later on I think we'll talk about, but she's planning it. They have been planning it. Okay. Oh. So Judy was wrapping gifts in the back of the house, and Joseph went to distract her. While Michelle confronted her father, uh, Michelle fired her first shot at her dad she missed.
1: Oh, God. This was it. I'm like, so you said she's planning it. They have like acres and acres of woods around their house and they don't want to do target practice. If you're going to shoot someone, at least like put them out of their misery a little bit faster, you know, like it can't just be like, pow, pow, pow. Fuck. I still missed. Pow. Damn it. Still didn't hit it. <laughs> like, like it, That's awful and cruel. <laughs> Unnecessarily right. cool. Anyways, okay, so she fi- I think there has to be some If you some have nerves, nerves going guns on too, shouldn't so be so the answer. Shaking. Maybe I mean, like going with bat a bat or
0: gun, something, you know, just to threaten to people. Heal.
1: Okay, but like bat is like you have to be in close range. You give oh, people gosh, a way to like no, defend just, yourself. They can like dodge you. Just a bullet, like, t- what the fuck are they going to do? Yeah. There's no way to dodge that. You're not Yeah, you're not Neo from Matrix.
0: Go in one of those rooms where you can break shit. Judy heard the shot and quickly rushed into the living room. Joseph following her. When Joseph noticed that Michelle missed, he pulled out his gun and shot Wayne in the head. Did he miss too? Or did he get him? No. He got him. Damn. So Wayne is dead now. Judy began screaming. As you can imagine, she just witnessed her husband getting shot. But by her daughter. Joe shot By her daughter. Fuck. Well, by Joe.
1: Oh, I mean both still. Her, fa- her yeah. daughter fired the first shot. Is in on it exactly joe's shot not that it's any better but it's at this point it's almost like a pity shot like fine i'll put you out of your misery but still that's that's a tough pill to swallow
0: but then joe shot judy so <clears throat> joe shot wayne and then joe shot judy
1: what there wasn't even a chance to like do some sort of like my dad didn't give me this so how about judy you have a shot at giving me what i want no there was no
0: conversation they just shot both of them again like what from what I understand, yes, that is correct. What the? F- Judy fell down to the ground, still screaming. So she's still alive.
1: Oh, my God. These people with their terrible
0: shots. <laughs> Joseph then apologized and shot her again, but this time in the head. Michelle and Joseph then dragged her mother and father's lifeless bodies out of the house where they hid the bodies behind the shed in the I backyard. Hate sheds.
1: I've I've decided now that I'm never gonna have a shed. I think it's I think it's like I have (laughs) oh because I've (laughs) done two stories with sheds. Who was that, Crystal Howell? Uh, Yeah, I'm not. I've decided now that sheds are not cool. Another daughter killing her father. I'm done with sheds because I feel like it's just an invitation to a killer to come kill me and hide my body in the shed.
0: I love my she shed. It's where I do all my art.
1: Nope. I'm never going to have a shed. I'm going to have like a collapsible tent that I put up when I need to do projects. And then I put it down when I'm done. <laughs> So, <laughs> so no can hide you in, <laughs> you in there. Exactly. Wind and all the outdoor weather will just either blow it away and someone will discover my body or, you know. Something will happen. That being said, like I have been thinking about different things that I want. to. I've been becoming since we've started our own podcast and we've done so many stories, I feel like I've become more and more paranoid. And I started thinking about things that I should do. Like the other day I was thinking, um, I was watching some documentaries not related to our cases. And a lot of the times they find, uh, someone's last known whereabouts by like going into their homes and looking at their physical calendars. They have like something on that day and going like 3 PM. I was going to meet Bruce or whatever. And I'm like, well, what the heck? My calendar is erasable. Here I am trying to save paper and I just like erase my calendar and write over it. And so no one will ever know who I was meeting, Haley. If I disappear one day, how are you ever going to know if that month is gone? You're never going to know. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and so I was like, maybe. So this is my crazy thought. I was like, maybe I should start taking pictures of my calendar and sending them to you. Just so you, just so you it. will have the month like August of twenty twenty two. Richa had this much planned
0: You are very paranoid, but yeah, you should do it. Anyway. The other thing you should do is somebody should always have access to your passcode on your phone, and they should have access to your Apple ID. So if you need lost your iPhone, they can find you. Oh, uh, yeah, phone. I have been thinking about that. What's weird is though that
1: my sister can unlock my phone with. Without me adding her face to the face ID. As in like, I can unlock her phone with my face and she can unlock mine with hers. Isn't that crazy?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we guys look so much alike. Also, what's creepy is there's somebody walking around with uh it's dark out and they're walking around with a headlamp on. That's all I what saw the was a headlamp. Fuck? <laughs> I'm like, I'm home alone. <laughs> did you lock your door? <laughs> I did not, but I have a Doberman and a pitbull, so uh, good luck getting through my door. Yeah.
1: Tux would kill that person before he even walks plus hawaii has
0: a super strict gun law, so don't be oh. surprised if nobody has a gun here
1: anyways going back to it so yeah they shot judy they shot wayne um they dragged they... their
0: bodies in the backyard okay
1: in the shed i'm glad we diverted because i was
0: about to do my nervous giggles so i'm glad i talked <laughs> <laughs> they went back inside and started cleaning the crime scene they cleaned the blood with towels and rugs and got rid of the evidence this This way, when Scott and Erica came through the door, they wouldn't know what had just happened here. Oh, shit. I
1: forgot about that. This is Christmas Eve. Other people are coming. Yes, correct. Oh, they cleaned up and waited for the brother. Oh, my God.
0: Michelle's plan was to confront Scott when he arrived. When he showed up, he walked through the front door, took off his boots, placed them beside the couch. Michelle then grabbed her gun. Scott, seeing this, then instantly charged her. So as soon as Scott saw that gun, he was like, what are you doing and he ran after her he, Michelle a- he star- ran
1: after the person holding the gun to him i
0: know i will well, never also remember his reaction but well, remember also his wife and two kids are here so i if know he doesn't but i would yell gunman- i'd be
1: like run and then i would charge or i would run too and then maybe get shot in the back but i'm not running towards the person holding the gun if they're crazy enough to hold a gun then i'm not charging them
0: I probably wouldn't either, but I do not know what I would do in that circumstance.
1: I would tell my wife and kids to run. Unless, well, I don't know. Have they entered the house completely? Do we know? Also,
0: remember, this is somebody you know. This is somebody you grew up with. This is somebody who's your best, you know, maybe your best friend growing up. You're close. That's true. Okay, maybe I'll
1: be shocked and like frozen. I'm still not charging, though. Like, that is not my first instinct. Right.
0: It's hard to imagine. Flight, fight, or freeze. And he obviously had... fight and you would fl- you would fly it would be a 50
1: 50 between <laughs> freezer flight, freezer flight. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah i would be like but then again
1: i feel like i would also tell my wife and my child to run i guess i would yell i would yell loudly to get their attention and be like run like go run for your life and hide in the 10 acre property somewhere where they can't find it clearly they're bad shots he doesn't know that but he doesn't know that yet he yeah. doesn't
0: know that yet but Michelle started firing the gun, hitting him four times, once in the neck. Michelle then turned the gun on Scott's wife, Erica, who she shot twice. Even though she was shot two times, she climbed over the back of the couch to grab the phone, where she then called 911. Michelle had ran out of ammo at this time. Erica was screaming, no, not the kids. As she's holding the phone, Joseph rips the phone out of her hand and allows her to hug her children, Olivia and Nathan. She pleads with them not to shoot her. Erica says, You don't have to do this. Joseph says, Yes, we do. He then proceeds to shoot Erica and then five year old Olivia. He looked at Nathan and saw that he was holding the uh the f- he was holding onto the phone. Later don't on, Jonathan t-
1: they shot both kids.
0: Both kids are shot. <gasps> Later on, Joes tells detectives that Nathan gave him the look of quote the look of complete comprehension of what was about to happen, end quote. He How said old he was got he five, you said? I think Nathan is seven. Oh my God. Let me look real quick.
1: It's okay, none of it's gonna better. Five or seven, it's all bad. Oh god, that's not
0: great. You know when you have that oh, pit in your Three stomach? year old. Nathan's <sighs> three. Oh, my God, it's worse somehow. It's always hard when it's children.
1: You know, when you get that pit in your stomach where you all of a sudden realize that you're never going to be hungry in your life ever again. That's yeah, that, that's how you feel. That's how I feel every time I hear stories of like innocent kids dying not that adults dying isn't bad and i always say that but kids something about kids man it just is
0: i think it's the innocence as they haven't had life they haven't lived and they haven't done things like yeah we're also have we have toddlers like could you imagine somebody doing that to our toddler no gosh people are fucked up i
1: would rip their throats out
0: so nathan tries to hand joe the phone before he dies it's like a bargain for his life But
1: Can you imagine? Oh, my God. I can't imagine. I don't want to imagine. But Erica, like before she sort of before, you know, she left to go wherever souls go, if you believe in that, she died knowing possibly that her kids were going to die, too, and she couldn't do anything.
0: Yeah, I could not imagine. I don't really want to imagine, like you said. Oh, Oh, okay. Because of the 911 call that Erica had made, police arrived to the Anderson property. But Michelle and Joseph were expecting them, so they had locked the gate at the end of the property. <laughs> she, re- she remembers what happens. This is not going to be fun, guys, but go ahead. <laughs> the police tried to open the gate, but once they realized it was locked, they left.
1: Oh, my God. This will never... This has scarred me for the rest of my life. I think this is the one detail for the story that I did remember. When you told me that we were going to do this story and I still have the same reaction. Oh, my God. Nine one one, Save me. Sorry, guys. Doors locked. Can't do anything. Bye-bye. What? Just.
0: And side note, if you're still listening at this point, because my evil AT did not do very well. Everyone stopped listening. I think right after my disclaimer saying there was children <laughs> involved. Uh, this will probably be our last case of involving children for at least a while. And if we do it again, I'll just be far and in between.
1: Yeah, Haley and I just don't have the stomach for it for any time soon. Not to mention, probably ever. But we do realize that there might be some. But I think the promise that you and I should make, Haley, is that if there are cases involving kids, I think we won't go into detail about what happened. We'll just say they sort of passed. Okay, is that fair? Yeah, let's yeah. just do that.
0: Except right now, I'm gonna have to go into a little bit of detail here.
1: Okay, about know, the crime scene yeah but yeah, that's okay.
0: on the mornings of december twenty sixth, two days later after Judy's friend Linda Thiel had noticed that her, Judy, her best friend, was not at work. They both had worked for the postal service, so this was very unlike Judy. She was always on time. She loved her job. and this time of year, being Christmas Eve and all, the post office is so busy. There was just no way she could have missed work. This is her friend Linda? Linda, yeah. Linda called Judy and got no answer. This was also very concerning for Linda. She just felt something bad had happened to her, so she left work and rushed to Judy's home. When the gate was locked, she went around the gate to the front door, like a smart person. When she approached the door, she had no idea what was awaiting her on the other side. She, She opened the door a little bit and called for Judy. When she got no response, she opened the door a little more. But then the door stops. Oh no!
1: I know what happens.
0: As she looks down, and she sees a man laying on the ground. At first, Linda said she thought it was carbon monoxide poisoning, but then she saw all the blood. She saw the bodies of a young child, a man, and a woman, and rushed to Judy's room to call nine one one.
1: She went inside. That's right. I knew. I I
0: was like, I wonder if she's going to say that again.
1: (laughs) <laughs> again man this case amaze like uh, never ceases to amaze me door was locked so the police turned back the missing of the shots when you had acres to practice your shot game on the whole killing the kids and then now someone oh wait no scott charging michelle that was another one and now this linda lady going Yep, dead bodies in here. Nope, another dead body. Oh wait, no, there's another dead body. I'm just gonna go in and call nine one one from there. No, I'd be out the door walking to a payphone like fifteen minutes away, driving to a payphone fifteen minutes away, and then calling nine one one. Well, here's the problem with that.
0: What if the incident had just happened? And what if somebody was still alive? But now you're not gonna be alive to tell the story to the police. But now But now you drove fifteen minutes away to go call nine one one. That, that's life or death right there. That 15 minutes could have saved somebody's life. Wait. Are you saying that you would go in to check if there are like people alive? Or are you saying that I would go in? Again, I don't know what I would do in this exact circumstance because I'm not circumstance. Maybe I would be like you, Richa, and I would run away because I'm freaked yeah. out, which is very possible. I'm not saying that it's not plausible to do that. But there is a problem with that. If somebody is still alive, that 15 minutes can be life or death.
1: You're a better person than me. I'd just be like, no, I'm I'm out of (laughs) the (laughs) same No, I'm like, I'm gone. I'm going to call 911 from when I'm at a safe distance because I need to be alive to tell the 911 operator what's happening. For all I know, the perpetrator is still in that home, especially if it's just happened, and I don't want to be there when he he or she realizes that I'm at the home now that have realized what they've done.
0: No. I feel you. I get you. When the dispatcher answered the 911 call, Linda said, quote, there's a baby, a man, and a woman, and she's my best friend, end quote. The dispatcher didn't want her to contaminate any evidence, so they told her to stay put. She stayed on the line for 35 terrifying minutes. She told the dispatcher, the gate is locked, which makes me wonder if her daughter did it, which is scary because I might be up here with a murderer, end quote oh my god when the king county deputies arrived to the scene they had realized a call that had happened on the day of christmas eve did indeed come from inside the home of the anderson family which also nowadays we all have cell phones which in 2007 they should have had phones too but linda is an older person so no shame on older people but we don't always have our phone on us or on them Another thing that
1: I've been thinking about at all times is to make sure my phone is always charged on full battery. <laughs> all of my electronics that keep me in touch with the world have to be fully charged. I'm giving you
0: one of those time. safety keychains because you need one.
1: I have a taser. Our in laws our in laws gave me that electric taser that you can
0: charge. Did they give you one I too? Have- yeah i have one of those
1: yeah i mean obviously i don't take them on flights with me (laughs) because that would be breaking the law but um when i used to uh sometimes stay late at work when i was not working from home i would take them like when i had to walk from my work back to the parking garage
0: oh yeah there you go parking garages no good Mm -mm. when detectives arrived to the scene of the crime they realized there was not only three bodies in the house but four there was a body of a young female child who was mostly hidden under the body of erica when the detectives went into the backyard they found two more bodies that of judy and wayne anderson
1: and the damn shed that's right
0: while the investigation was going on and they were combing through the 10 acres of property and surrounding woods they searched the two mobile homes on the property one belonging to michelle and joseph so i guess they did own it the other belonging to wayne and judy There were over a dozen police cars, police helicopters, and press helicopters circling above the property, just searching for a clue on what the fuck happened here. When two people in a dark-colored pickup truck drove up to the crime scene and asked for permission to enter the home of their parents, the two people who arrived were Michelle Anderson and Joseph McEnroe.
1: These dumb idiots. My question still stands, guys. why, Why are perpetrators so dumb? Still don't have an answer to that. You know, feel free. Anyone who's listening to us out there, just shoot me, shoot us, uh, DM, email, whatever.
0: <sighs> tell us why you're dumb. What? Not why is you. I'm primi- not calling you
1: a criminal. but what? Just what your theories are on why criminals are dumb. Not that I want them to stop being dumb. I just want to know why. That's all.
0: My theory is that only dumb people do things like this. But we know that not to be true because serial killers tend to be really fucking smart.
1: Some of them at least. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways, when they arrived, neither Joseph or Michelle had asked what had happened or why they couldn't enter the home, implying that they already knew something. This was obviously a red flag for detectives, so that immediately they got separated and taken into questioning. It didn't take long for Michelle or Joseph to admit to killing the family. Michelle admitted to planning the murder of her family two weeks before Christmas. Michelle asked Joseph to help, and he, well, did. Joseph admitted that he felt that he had to protect Michelle because she told him that she was abused by her family. It took 8 years before the trial began. 8, so 2007 years before- she
1: committed the murders,
0: which means the trial happens in 2015. Yes. Okay. So 8 years later, the town is pissed off because there is no trial, and it was because of the technicalities that drew this out, one being the death penalty. In October 2008, the prosecutor announced he would be seeking the death penalty. However, Yeah, that always takes long. However, four years later, the judge ruled the state cannot seek the death penalty, and the state governor placed a monitorium for capital punishment. The Supreme Court overruled the judge and ordered the trials to go ahead, so now the death penalty was on the cards. Michelle and Joseph were tried separately.
1: Just really quick, what's your opinion on death penalty? Are you... F- are you for it, against it, neutral, don't care?
0: Uh, I'm for it. It's so hard. It's not black and white. There's a lot of people who get convicted that didn't do something. They were in the wrong place at the wrong time, and they don't, don't deserve to die they, for somebody else's crimes. And there's people who do deserve to die, and I don't need to be paying my tax dollars to feed them and house them and... But then the other part of that is like, I would rather you waste your whole life and rot in jail than to get an easy way out.
1: Yeah, it's like, which one's more of a punishment, you know? Is dying a painful but a quick death punishment more than staying in jail forever and then having like 45 years to think about what you did? Then again, I don't know. There's so many layers. So yeah, I'm undecided about how I feel about the death penalty, but I do agree on one thing which is why it takes so long to try a case that's seeking death penalty because in case they have the wrong person the burden of proof should be on the prosecution to state why they think this person did it without a doubt but beyond a reasonable doubt is what they call it right, right? anyways okay so they try them, michelle and joseph separately it's 2015
0: yep so Joseph's defense argued that Joseph was mentally ill, that he was manipulated by Michelle into killing her family. If you remember, we talked about his upbringing. This kind of explains how he was manipulated into murdering Michelle's family. On March 25th, 2015, Joseph was found guilty of six counts of aggravated first degree murder. At the end of the trial, eight jurors ruled in the favor of the death penalty, while four did not. Although he did not get the death penalty, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Which good? It's probably yeah, good. I want you. I don't mind if you die, and I also don't mind if you rot in prison for that guy. Or Michelle. Michelle's trial began a year after Joseph's prosecuted announced. Because of the results of Joseph's trial, he would not seek the death penalty. Michelle also got the same as Joseph: life in prison without the possibility of parole, and six counts of ag- ag- aggravated first-degree murder. And if that case didn't anger you enough, it cost the prosecutors over one point seven million dollars to convict Anderson and McEnroe. McEnroe's defense was estimated of four point seven million, and Anderson's about five point two million. million. Wow. that's a lot so, of money. Is yeah, for forty thousand dollars that your brother allegedly uh, owed you,
1: but it's not even like who owed the money; it's who ended up eventually paying it was the taxpayers. um But yeah, I mean, death penalty cases are super expensive. Then again, that's why I don't know if I'm for them or against them because no matter who, if you're for them, then you got to make sure you're vetting the process out, which does take resources, time, money, whatever. And then if you don't seek the death penalty, then you risk things like, you know, you hear so many cases all the time where people get life sentences, but then like get released early because of some stupid appeal or some sometimes they get off on good behavior or and i know there's sometimes without the possibility of parole but a lot of these new document, not new but like recent documentaries that i've watched there's so much catch and release going on like what was the recent one that i watched It was uh the dating game killer have you seen that one <clears throat> i think abc 2020 did that one and it's just he got away from law enforcement so many times, even though they caught him just on good behavior or whatever, and then he continued to go on a killing spree. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it being expensive. There's
0: a good podcast that I just started called Court Junkies. Oh, yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah. As long as it's not from Audio Chuck.
1: <laughs> yeah. I might have just created a very... We might have just created a really big enemy of ourselves (laughs) from someone.
0: I honestly, I honestly don't care at this point.
1: But shout out to dealing justice. You don't
0: know that drama. You should go deal with it. You should. I'm just gonna give a shout
1: out to dealing justice anyway. You should go check out their podcast.
0: Um, Do
1: it. Anyways, okay. So then, are they still in jail? Do you know if they're still alive? Like Michelle and Joseph, are they dead? They are still in jail. And they both got without the possibility of parole, right?
0: Correct. Same sentencing. Mm. Okay. Good, good, good. I don't know where they're at, what jail they're at or anything like that. I don't know how I feel out. about
1: Joe. I know Joe did most of the killing, but I do feel a little bit bad for him that this wasn't his fight. He. It sounds like from the story that you told, maybe he was you know, coerced or manipulated into
0: doing that. So Here's what I've learned in my true crime fanaticness: ness The people that commit crimes like this, and especially ones like serial killers and things like that, they usually have a really bad upbringing. I don't feel bad for them. I feel bad that they were brought up like that, and maybe that has a role to do with it. I hate the parents for treating their children like that at that point you are an adult and you decide what actions you're going to take and that is you true. take lives of other people. I have no sympathy for you. Oh yeah. I mean, I, that is a fair point.
1: Joseph was an adult and, but this is where we deferred on the Michelle Carter case too. Is at what point is it? Your, is it your upbringing or just like your ment? does your mental health play into it? Do you deserve empathy for your mental health? I don't know. I'm not the judge. Just, I just simply wanted to state, it sounds like Joseph had no teeth in this fight, you know? Like, it just sounds yeah, sort didn't of have like a, good, a wasted... he had,
0: he had no motive. Yeah. He wasted multiple lives for what reason? Yeah. Because your girlfriend wanted you to? Yeah. Is that good enough? That's not good enough for me. It's
1: not a good enough reason. It just seems pointless um, and obviously pointless that so many people lost their lives,
0: but yeah.
1: Oh, that was a sad case
0: yes well true crime lovers we will see you next week with a drink in hand don't forget to leave us a review on apple podcast
1: or a rating on spotify wherever you listen to us anything and everything helps and stay tuned for next week